Gather round, creeps, and gather round, fools. Gather round, spirits, and gather round, ghouls. Listen to me, for I have a story of blackening fright in all things gory, of grinning pumpkins and demon cats, of wicked witches and scurrying rats. They've all come together to celebrate and feast, Larry the Wolf and Igor the Beast. For this is the night when little babies cry, and orange mist pours from their eyes. Monster girls and monster men patiently wait for the fun to begin. What do they know that we've never seen? Well, I'll tell you, my friend, it's a glorious hootenanny called Halloween. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Halloween Podcast. My name is Tony, and I will be your host, and this is your home for all things Halloween. Before we get started today, I just want to say thank you. I'm only really one episode, but three uploads in on this podcast, and the growth I've seen so far has just been, it's been humbling. So if, if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends, and uh, let's grow this creepy little community. So I've got another podcast full of tricks, treats, and creeps, so let's get started. In last month's episode, we left off our history of Halloween in the 1200s BCE. Now we're going to head to the 1st century CE. Oh, man, that landing was rough. So, it's the year 43. And up until now, the Celts and the Druids had celebrated Samhain like we talked about last time. But they also started incorporating fortune-telling practices, and in order to ward off evil spirits, they started to wear animal heads and skins. Hmm, sounds like a costume to me. But along came the Roman Empire, and they decided to absorb the Druidic and Celtic practices and combine them with their own festivals, that celebrated those who had passed and the goddess of fruits and trees. Her name was Pomona, and she was symbolized as an apple. It's believed that this is where the tradition of bobbing for apples began. All right, all right, let's bob for apples. This is the way to do it. Yeah, Lucy, you should be good at this. You have the perfect mouth for it. Next time, we will jump ahead about 600 years. Okay, that landing was a little softer. <clears throat> All right, where were we? Hang on. Who is it? It's me, Igor. 
Well, come on in. I wonder what he's got to say. <laughs> Hi, Tony. <laughs> Would you like to hear a joke? Um, sure, Igor. How do you fix a broken jack-o'-lantern? Um, I don't know, Igor. How do you fix a broken jack-o'-lantern? <laughs> With a pumpkin patch. <laughs> uh, I think the doctor needs you back in the lab. Go on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> pumpkin patch. Do you believe that? Speaking of pumpkin patches, though, that does lead us to today's topic. Pumpkins. Pumpkins and their counterpart, the jack-o'-lantern, are synonymous with autumn and Halloween. It's believed that pumpkins date back to around 5500 BCE in Central America with the oldest domesticated seeds being found in the Oaxaca Highland of Mexico. The first pumpkins were nothing like what we know today. They were small, hard, and bitter, but they were one of the first crops cultivated for human consumption. Thanks to the thick flesh and hard skin, they were perfect to tuck away for the winter or when other food supplies became short. It wasn't until the 1670s that we got a recipe for a dish that is somewhat similar to what we may know these days. Diced pumpkin was cooked all day long, and then butter and spices were added. During the 1800s, it became common at the holidays to take small pumpkins and scoop them out, and then fill them with ginger spice milk and roast them by the fire. That actually sounds pretty decent. Hmm. The early part of the 20th century saw the explosion of festivals, contests, pageants, and the like, all centered around pumpkins. Nowadays, Morton, Illinois claims to be the pumpkin capital. They produce a whopping 85% of the world's canned pumpkin. In 2020, the top six pumpkin-producing states harvested a combined astounding 1 million pounds of pumpkins. I can't even fathom how many pumpkins that would be. Pumpkin farms mainly produce the Howden variety of pumpkins, which are the ones you see most in the stores to carve jack-o'-lanterns from. Varieties such as the White Howden, Blue, Cinderella, and Fairy Tale have all grown in popularity due to their unique appearances. The latest trends in pumpkins range from Pumpkin Chunkin, which is a competition in which competitors make machines specifically to see how far they can shoot a pumpkin, to the TikTok trend of carving a jack-o'-lantern that will fit over your head. Uh, I think I'll stick to putting my jack-o'-lanterns on the porch. How about you? Now it's time for some news. The official full-length trailer for the Spirit Halloween movie came out last week. Unfortunately, it's almost exactly the same as the teaser trailer, but we did find out that it will be in theaters on September 30th and on video on-demand services on October 11th. Turning to the movie I'm most anticipating, new still images released from the set of Halloween Kills shows Michael trying to get eye-for-an-eye type of revenge on Lori for her stabbing him in the face with a knitting needle in the original film. We have also found out that this movie will take place four years after the events of Halloween ends. Freeform has released its 31 Nights of Halloween lineup. 
They're premiering a few movies for their channel this year, such as Get Out, Halloween 2018, Happy Death Day 1 and 2, just to name a few. I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can go check it out for yourselves. And now it's time for... The Frightful Five. On this Frightful Five, I'm going to list my favorite autumn slash Halloween activities. Number five. Hay rides. Whether they are of the haunted variety or not, sitting on a bale of hay with the crisp autumn air blowing in your face just screams autumn in my opinion. We have a farm a short drive from here that takes you on a hayride to pick your apples and pumpkins. Speaking of which... Number four. Apple and pumpkin picking. Sure, you can drive to your local grocery or big box store, grab a pumpkin out of a box, grab a mesh bag of apples, but what's the fun in that? Taking a hayride out to the fields and orchards and being able to pick out the perfectly quirky pumpkin and the freshest, sweetest apples get you in touch with some of the roots of Halloween. Number three. Trick-or-treating. Okay, I can hear you yelling at me already. Why isn't this number one, Tony? Hear me out. As an adult, I don't think going around begging for candy would be acceptable to most people. Outside of that, I am more about the build-up to the main event. I love doing all the things leading up to that night. But don't get me wrong, when my kids were younger, I loved taking them trick-or-treating. I mean, after all, when they go to bed, you get to take out what you want. I mean, you get to go through their candy and see if it's safe. Yeah, that's what it is. Number two. Pumpkin carving. Aside from the ooey-gooey innards, carving pumpkin mixes two of my favorite things, food and art. After scooping out the guts, you get to take the seeds and turn them into a yummy snack, or dry them out and plant them next year. Then you get to go wild and carve whatever spooky or silly face you want. In a future episode, I will do a Frightful Five on pumpkin carving tips. Number one. Decorating. Ah, yes, the best part of it all. Turning the inside and or outside of your home into the spookiest, silliest, or most whimsical world you can imagine. I have always been a fan of earth tones, so being able to decorate in all of the warm oranges, browns, and yellows, it's so comforting. And adding in dim, warm lights is just the icing on the cake. What are your favorite things about this season? Drop me a line at thehappyhalloweenpod at gmail.com. Now it's time for some music. Every main episode, I will scour Bandcamp and bring you three Halloween songs from artists you may not know. First up, we have the Vandals with Curse of the Unripe Pumpkin. And it's, uh, well, it's about, uh, it's about Halloween. Rather, it's about a jack-o'-lantern. So, shall we sing that one? Staring through the window at me, awful to see 
Halloween and punk rock, some of my favorite things. Next up, we have Reverend Tom Frost with Casting My Spell On You. always loved that song but that dark voodoo vibe that they've got on that one it's awesome and this last song is the theme from the 1978 classic slasher halloween by the artist ben tramer if you know that reference you get bonus points about that song i don't know what it is it just screams halloween to me all right spooks and creeps that's it for this episode so i'm really excited about some bonus episodes i'm working on for october i've got a couple interviews lined up and i'm bringing a friend on to do an all music episode i think you're really going to like them so if you have any comments suggestions or just want to chat hit me up at the happy halloween pod at gmail.com head on over to Instagram and TikTok at the Happy Halloween Pod. I'm working on TikTok, I promise. I've only got a few videos so far. I'm trying to be like the, the kids these days. And if you would, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a rating and or review. And if you're on Spotify, check out the poll I'm going to put up for your favorite Halloween activities and join in the conversation. So until next time, Happy Halloween!
and the freshest, sweetest, crispest apples. Crispest? Crispest. I don't think going around begging for candy would be acceptable to most people. In this last song, song? I'm not wearing a song. 